Hello, everybody. My name is Carrie Schultens, and I play Jaliris Farhart on Dice Tales Live. We just wanted to thank you all so, so much for coming back and rejoining us for episode 60 of Dice Tales Live, The Serpent's Bounty, part one. Before we get going here, we also want to thank our sponsors and our awesome friends of the show. First off, we have Gaming Paper. That is GamingPaper.com. These guys are absolutely phenomenal. They have these awesome rolls of paper that are in both squares and isometric styles for all of you artists that like to make your maps 3D. They can definitely oblige you there. They also have this really cool product, uh, these tiles that kind of fit together like a puzzle. So you can draw your map, take it apart, fold it nice and neat into a backpack, take it out and then reassemble it and everything's right there and ready for you. We use those all the time. They're absolutely great. Again, gamingpaper.com. Check them out. Do yourself a favor. You will certainly not regret it. Next up, we have Character Case by Helpful NPCs. The product that they make, the Character Case, is actually this really cool binder that uh, zips up. It is uh, weather-resistant. It also has in the inside a sectioned foam insert where you can keep your dice and your minis and your cards and your pencils and all of the stuff that you need to play those awesome TTRPGs. And if you're like me, you've lost more than one item, be it a dice or a pencil or a character sheet, God forbid. Um, And Character Case can prevent you from doing that ever again. So again, check them out. Character Case, that is by Helpful NPCs, and you can find them on Amazon. Next are our friends of the show. First of all, we have Sirenscape. All of those ambient noises and especially that wonderful music that you hear. Any noises that you hear that are not made by us are made by our lovely friends at Sirenscape. Check them out. They are absolutely the bee's knees. Ben and Steve and Dan over there at Sirenscape, we thank you so much for being such fervent supporters of the show. We love you guys and everybody out there listening. Check them out if you want to make your game that much more immersive. Sirenscape.com And last but not least, our final friend of the show, we have, of course, HeroForge.com. These guys are absolutely phenomenal. You, of course, probably already know them if you are any kind of a TTRPGer, where you can go get your minis made or even get those 3D print files for those of you lovely nerds that have your own 3D printer. We want to thank them for allowing us to use several of their animations in our promotional materials. You guys are the bee's knees. Thank you so much for supporting the show and doing all you have done and continue continue to do to keep us up and running. And one final note before we get going here, if you decide during our podcast that you like what you hear, be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are Dice Tales Live on all of them. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Be sure to follow our YouTube channel. Of course, be sure to follow us on Twitch. It definitely adds something to it when you can actually see our facial expressions as Brooke throws at us all of those wacky and wild curveballs that she always does. Please, please, please show us that support, and we thank you in advance so much for it. And without further ado, we want to welcome you to sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 60 of Dice Tales Live, The Serpent's Bounty, Part 1. Enjoy. Previously on Dice Tales. 
After destroying a nest of venomous spiders, the Children of Destiny made their way out of the tunnels beneath the Stormhorn Mountains and reached the city of Prosker, where they soon learned the hard way that thieves were plentiful and daring. As the group argued over how to deal with one such thief, Jill suddenly noticed an old, faded bounty notice, with her face on it. And that's where we pick up the story. Picking up at the traumatic cliffhanger that we left off on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> As we said, we are in the city of Prosker on the road to Waterdeep, and the party for the moment has split a bit. Um, Jill wandered off alone to look at a poster that she pulled off from a local board and is not particularly delighted with what she has found on this um, piece of old parchment, while the others stand back and Callista is attempting to distract them. So we'll check in with that group first since we last left off with Jill. So you are all standing in front of this wooden board um, and we will pick up right here. Um, is the thief still around or has he run off? Uh, he's beginning to leave. You can see him going off through the crowd. It's that, um, I'm going to real quick, uh, turn on my high beam to check him out. Oh no. <laughs> has he changed? <laughs> he seems <laughs> evil. <laughs> you did not previously high beam him, did you? I don't think I did. So, no. I don't remember you doing that. Uh, he is not thinking it as evil to you. Do you have any noticeable belt pouches, weapons that he's carrying, anything just externally on his person? Uh, he does have a small pouch that is on his belt, little satchel. I'll cast Pilfering Hand and steal that from him. What? Why? Lee, oh my god, Brad. <laughs> what um, what is, is there, this now? Is there any we, save? with this or does it just happen? I'm looking Saving throw is not, it's a combat maneuver. Okay, so you do have to make a CMB check. Right. But do I, I see use... this happening or am I? You can make a perception check. He didn't say that he's trying to like stealthily do his movements here and you have seen him cast spells enough that you may recognize that he's doing something. I don't think he's ever used I this spell though. I didn't see shit. Okay, no, you're too busy staring after the thief using your high beam <laughs> from under your iPad to try to discern whether he is evil or not. What do you roll over there, Mr. Dancy? I rolled a natural 20, plus with the way this spell works, that's gonna be something along the lines of a 34 for my Yeah, oh, oh. breaking into the 30s. All right, this thief is concerned about one thing right now, and that's getting away from you all. So he is continuing to move. He pays zero attention as you actually like loosen his entire belt and then it just like slips off. <laughs> Amazing. Right so do we see you. it flying through the air at least then? I presume, is that how it works here? Yeah, it's basically like an extension of Mage Hand where I just yep. went out and grabbed it and pulled it right back to myself. Invisible telekinetic force. It comes right back into Leaf Hand. And his belt came on too. Yup. Was it were his <laughs> pants like tightened up without the belt? Apparently, he... they have not fallen down yet. Uh, I love that's where, where your heads are. I'm gonna just take I a just quick look in that pouch. Anything interesting in there? I want... <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there is a, some gold in there. It's not a substantial amount, but there is like nine pieces of gold and then a handful of silver, like five silver. All right, well, dinner's on me. So, so, so I saw this, I saw this though. Yes, he's being very okay. open about it now. I he's see. looking in there and saying dinner's on him. So you see So this. You've, you've stooped to thievery now and you're uh, giving me shit for letting someone go, doing a good deed. He said it was okay here. Turnabout's fair play. It's fair. But yet you still do it? And then you give me shit for letting someone... I, I don't know how to handle you these days. It is just love... It's that, you know, it's that you just love to poke at me, don't you? You love to find those chinks in my armor. Well, I mean... And then you go you and do You make it kind of easy sometimes. Yes, I'm such a great punching bag. I hope you enjoy it. I didn't I, mean it like that. I put my hand on Beyonce's shoulder. I just say, I, I do not think he aimed it directly at you, Beyonce. That is just... It would be one way thing of... if this was the first time, but it is not. Right, yeah, because makes... that is just kind of how Leith, you know, reacts to things. He, it makes sense it's not just Leith. You two, Leith and uh, Callista, can make a sense motive check. On Beyonce? Natural yes. 20. Two in a row? Yes. For a total of 20. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, 20, 22. Okay. Both of you can tell that, like, Beyonce is not just upset about what just happened here at all. This is, this goes a lot deeper. He, this seems to be like setting something off that has been an issue. And Leith, you can feel that quite deeply. I don't know, Ross, do you have anything you want to add to what he would pick up on here um, from his nat 20, like empathy for you? Um, well, he'd definitely be able to tell that this is something much deeper. Like it's the, and this is kind of the boiling over point. Is, if it really bothers you that much, Beyonce, I'll go track him down and give him his money back. I, I was just having a bit of fun. At his expense? Well, he was trying to have fun at our expense. And then he may be going off to do better things with his life. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a force for good. And every once in a while, I don't want to chop someone's head off. Jill, you would be able to hear their voices raising out from the alley. Yeah. Do you react to that at all? Um, no. Honestly, Jill's opinion is that this is the worst thing that's going to happen here is a fist fight, and <laughs> it seems pissy for this moment as she stares down at the poster. Okay, so you're staying in the alley. Yeah. I, I wonder if we should take this discussion somewhere more private. I think we are probably going to draw attention and I do not know if that is the wisest thing in this town. Across the street, like walking across, do kind of glance and look a little backwards at you as they're walking by. Um, nobody's approaching or anything at this point. Yes, I'm uh, thinking we probably shouldn't air our dirty laundry in public. Yes, what, what the old man said, his wise. 
Beyonce's, like, his demeanor isn't changing, but he just stays quiet and nods. Do we want to find a place in town, or should I set up the cottage outside? Well... We seem to have enemies around every corner, so... I almost wonder, given the uh, propensity of the people in this town, apparently, for thievery, if it would be wiser. Can we trust the people in the inns? I do not... I do not know. Well, if people were getting robbed at the inns, they probably wouldn't get very much business. That is true. Unless it's the people in the inns doing the robbing. Do I see where Jill went? Did I see where Jill went? Yes, you did see the direction that she cut. Okay. Um... I, uh... Why don't you all go on and try to find a tavern or something, um, somewhere perhaps where we could have a more private discussion? I will, I will catch up. Yeah, I can look. Katya will go with you all, and she can come back and find me. I have to do something. I've been in seedier places than this. We'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get them to go on so I can go off and find Jill without drawing their attention to her. I don't know if it works. Well, Got a sense mode of that, since yeah, I'm, if you like, have... having empathy day-to-day. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, Leith is primarily paying attention to other people's feelings. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You got a natural 20 again, didn't you, you bastard? I, oh! I, I, I am trying to be... Do I have to roll something? It is a bluff check. No, but, okay. Well, he's likely going to do all right, because I'm not good at that. For the audience at home, they were all giving me crap about warming up my dice before the show. (laughs) I also rolled in natural 20. (laughs) What? Or 23. They were doing all our rolls on roll 20 now. I don't trust any of you. No, just kidding. It's the romance. I don't have any bonus to sense motive, so (laughs) I just have a straight 20. So my plus three wins. It does. (laughs) Wisdom modifier zero. So. Leaf. Charisma one I, modifier negative one. <laughs> ill-gotten or not, I think that young man should get his money back. He's gonna All put right. out his hand. I mean, I can do it. You can How trust can me you find him? I can message him with my mind. Because that won't creep him out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just hand Beyonce the bag of gold. Okay. Thank you, Leaf. And I'm going to message that dude and tell him, uh, cast sending. Wait, wait, Beyonce, just tell him he dropped it. Just tell him you dropped something and we wanted you to have it back. Because we're playing your good characters. (laughs) We're good characters. Tell him that. Yes, that's (laughs) whatever, whatever. And he's. Uh, he's going to cast Sending and tell him to basically say, meet me at whatever spot is right there. You dropped your gold. Okay. Right. You guys are like by the town board, so you can at least tell him that. And I'm going to go there and wait for him. I'll go with Beyonce. Okay. He um, does come back. 
though he doesn't like immediately approach the board you kind of see him like come through the crowd and it's kind of like peeking in that direction you get the feeling he's kind of paranoid um, that maybe this is a trap or a trick or something um, and he's peering i'll give it to him i look less wall. intimidating no this i'm going to do this and he's got beyonce is gonna like make sure he doesn't have his hand on justifier or anything he's just uh, and he's gonna be like holding the bag close to his chest trying to be inconspicuous with it and um i'm just uh, he's gonna walk up and uh like kind of go over and sideways hand it to him and be like please don't prove me wrong and he looks a little thrown by this whole exchange but he will hold out his hands for the bag he'll give it to him Thank you. Just thank you. Do good with it, please. And he nods. He kind of looks. You're obviously very skilled. You can put that to good use. Sorry. Not a lot of places to do that around here, but. Like I said, the Temple to Tear in Waterdeep will welcome you. What was your name? Beyonce. Tell them Justicar Beyonce sent sent you. Thank you. Justicar. What is your name? My name is Iram. Iram. Good luck, Iram. And Beyonce will walk away. And I, I, I turn to Leith and I say, Hey, Leith. I, I forgot. We're supposed to call him Jessica now. Did you forget about that too? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Right. None it's of y'all mind. call him from his divinely gotten. You're damn right. Title. We don't call you that. It just <laughs> seems no respect. To throw titles around. None of you guys call me Princely. So I mean, <laughs> do if we you want to get fancy? We can. I just thought we were closer than that. It'd just be nice to hear from time to time. All In right. that case, just a car beyonds, I apologize. Thank you, Leith. Yeah, Leith, I think we gotta do a bit more on this topic actually. Um <clears throat> when we uh when we get the whole gang together, I, I think it's time we have a little bit of a talk. Um you know, we've been together for a while and maybe we ought to define the party a little bit and uh, you know, I don't wanna put labels on anything or anything, but uh I think we need some ground rules. I think we need him. I mean, I haven't done that much wrong. Well, there's just been a, a few things that I've noticed that I, I think maybe others have as well. And, you know, it just would be good if we'd all just put it out there and, you know, so we're cool. Oh, all right. Good. All right. To the tavern. Intervention hour at the tavern. <laughs> and Leith is gonna follow, but like a few steps behind and be a little sullen about it. Okay. Katya so will walk. Katya will walk right next to Leith and try to like nudge him because like they've got this buddy thing going on now, and she can tell he's upset. He'll scratch her ears. And I had told her to go with them so that she could let us know where. Okay. 
And then once I they're love not... that we just walk through town with a giant panther. It's not weird. So bad. Dude, she like whenever she tries to intimidate, she purrs. So I mean, people yeah. give you a wide. Oh yeah, shit, but... shit. Yeah, Katya is best girl. That's for sure. But... Animal familiars and general familiars and companions are not unknown of. So especially right. in these parts. So once they're not looking, then I will slip down the alley where I saw Jill go. All right, Jill, I believe, is still frozen in the alley clutching this paper, correct, mm -hmm. Carrie? Correct, correct, you yeah. would, uh, You would see that, and Callista moves pretty quietly, so she might not even notice your initial approach. I'll just slip up right next to her, lean against the wall, and slide down to sit next to her and not say anything. I'm just staring at the paper. Is there anything else written on it other than what we said last time, wanted, and then the, the price? There is. So it does say who to contact with this information. Okay. And it says to find House Valen in Erebor. Oof. Okay. <sighs> so... B-A-Y-L-A-N. B-A-Y-L-A-N. Okay. Um, do do I eventually notice Callista? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm t I, I sat down, like, touching, like, shoulder to shoulder with you're you. You're very <laughs> aware that she's there. Um, I just kind of shake my head, and I don't say anything, but I hand Callista the paper. Callista, you too would see that it says wanted Blair's forehead. And it has the price ten thousand gold alive, twenty five hundred oh, dead. Okay. And what I said about who to contact House Valen and Erebor, which you know is the next stop on your journey, because that is where you need to catch a long ship that'll take you to Baldur's Gate. And it's the easiest way for you guys to move forward. Otherwise you're gonna have to take a long trek by land. And I just kind of shake my head and kind of to Callista, but kind of to nobody at all, almost to herself. Jill just says, we're almost 200 miles away. 200 miles they sent people putting these up. And, and then she just shuts down, kind of. I fold the wanted poster in half so that the words are on the inside. Um, can I tell that it's pretty old? You, yeah, you can tell that it's faded from sunlight and worn down from time. I wonder if perhaps it is time we find a magical disguise for you for now. And I don't, Jill doesn't say anything, but she just kind of looks over at Callista and nods. I pull the hat of disguise out of my bag and hand it over. Now you have to be Matilda. <laughs> yes, it only turns no. you into Matilda now. It has, it has one disguise, and it's the. It's now Matilda. <laughs> well, we're not going to do Matilda because Carrie can't do that accent. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put the hat on, and what Callista would see is a tiefling that looks very, very much like her, except it's maybe a. Uh, just a slightly different tint of blue. Callista, you spend a lot of time looking in the mirror. 
I do not. I didn't think so. You have a lot of reasons to have an aversion to your own appearance. So it's um, a disturbing sight, perhaps, to immediately see this mirrored version of something so similar to what you are. And you see very few other figures, anything remotely like that, ever. So it's a moment. So I definitely have that, like, initial aversion, but then it's almost immediately followed by the realization that there's probably some, um, that, that Jill's doing it, up, like, there, there's some respect behind what Jill's doing, like, she's, that's mm -hmm. why she chose what she did. And so, while I feel that aversion, I also feel, like, weirdly touched in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. <laughs> Love it. And eventually Jill stands up and like brushes herself off and just looks at Callista and helps her up. I'll fold the wanted poster up really little and we'll, we'll keep it just because that seems safe, but I don't want anyone else to come across it. And I just say, if anyone asks, we're sisters. That seems plausible. And then I kind of walk with Callista out of the alley. Alright. As we walk to tr to meet up with the others, um, I mean, Katya will have to come back and find us, but um, unless there's not that many taverns in this town, in which case... There's a handful of them, okay. but Katya will probably have to bring you to where they went. I'll probably just go back. I'll have us wait by the message board then, because that's where Katya would know to come mm -hmm. back for us. So as we're waiting, I'll just say, um, so... How much do you want to tell the others? And I, Jill is, oh man, I don't know. Um, All we have to do is come up with a reason why you need to be in disguise. You do not need to tell them everything. <laughs> right. Just, just why I need to be in disguise. That, that sounds good. All right. We can just say there is that you have had a run in, in this area in the past. Yes. And to yeah. avoid, to avoid trouble. Sure, yes, yeah. yeah, that's perfect. And we will avoid message boards. <laughs> and Jill okay. just sort of like Notes loses herself a little bit. message boards. <laughs> now, when the rest Our of you went to get a tavern, um, you found one that looked reasonably priced, like, within what you guys are looking for. Nothing too extensive, full, but, like, not the cheapest inn in town, I assume. Yeah, with towels, you know. Yeah, with towels. <laughs> uh, and there's a place called the Bronze Pigeon, and Merrick, who hadn't said anything about Jill not being there, he doesn't go inside. He stands outside and just leans against the front of the inn and lets you all go in. Okay. okay kind of like walk in, take it all in and say, well, I can see why they call this place the brown pigeon and not the gold eagle. <laughs> uh, the inn itself is, you know, it's it's not super packed. There's a few people in here in the, in the general room, um, like sharing some tales and there's a, a singer in the corner, that sort of thing, but Maybe oh. about like 10 people in the room when you get in there. 
Uh, make perception checks, though, those who are going into the tavern. Can I do four in a row? You better do. <laughs> I won't believe it. That's astronomically impossible. You already got a D&D turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Literally one and eight. God's got an eight. He's a little distracted right now. That makes 18. Sense. I got a 26. 18 and 26. Okay, well, Beyonce is sort of uh, navel-gazing over there. Uh, you two would at least notice that there is in one corner in a booth, like, some shady, shadowed figure leaning alone in a corner. But Seamus, as you look more closely, you would see that it appears to be, like, a broom or a scarecrow <laughs> has, like, a cloak over it. <laughs> You, uh, you see that, Leith? Is that, the hell is that? Is that some kind of, is that a broom, Leith? I can't tell. I definitely thought it was a guy with a hood on. Yeah, I mean, there's always at least one in a tavern, you know, that one that's just kind of looking over there in the corner, brooding, just compelling you to come up and talk to him for some reason. You always want to ask what his story is and why he's here. Yeah, because he's usually got something for you to do. But anyway. Right. You hear a snort from the bartender. <laughs> and he like nods over at the other guy who's working the counter. The guy like chuckles and then he reaches under and he pulls out a piece of chalk and he turns around and there's a little chalkboard behind the bar and he tallies it right there. <laughs> He's like, got another one. Damn. That's awesome. Yes. I love him. We need to know him and be his friend. <laughs> the broom or the bartender? Both. Yes. Say, friend, anyway. you got a little prank you're pulling on travelers? It's not like we're just looking for trouble or nothing. And uh, he chuckles again. He's not hes not a super attractive guy. He's got kind of like ugly features, a little blocky. Seamus takes but about he, a he, half a footstep back. <laughs> <laughs> he, he still he, he looks friendly enough. And he would say, oh, just a bit of fun. We got to entertain ourselves somehow, sir. Are you looking for a room? Uh, yeah, yeah, something nice. Uh, you know, we don't need the best thing you got, but uh, baths would be nice. Uh, Hot baths. Is it cool if we bring our cat? And uh, he peers over the counter. Katya's not inside, right? He's looking for a cat, but there is no cat in sight. I mean, she's with she stay out with Merrick? Right, or... so, well, no, she went back to find Oh, she went back to find us, that's right. Yeah. So uh, he would say, oh, cat's all right. Nothing wrong with the cat. All right, good. Glad you said that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Seamus is like a male Karen. (laughs) Will you be having dinner as well? Uh, And I kind of look around and say, yeah, you guys, I could eat. I could eat. I could eat. Yeah. What do you got? We've got roasted rabbits. We've got pan fried beef or roasted sausage tonight. I'll take the whole rabbit and then the whole rabbit. Six, six plates of the other stuff. Yeah, why don't we just get a good spread of everything? We'll do family style because we have a little bit of a meeting, sort of talk. All right. We have to have um, as a family. Would you be willing to pay 25 gold maybe? And I can bring up many plates for you all. Uh, and I turn to Leaf and I say, How about that and drinks? 
<laughs> Seems a bit steep, but if you throw in a couple bottles of wine, it is a bit stuff, steep. Then, then... But um, my other my other patrons might not be happy. There's no food ready tonight, so <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> throw in a couple bottles of wine and uh, twenty five gold it is. Very well, very well. Uh, we'll have that up for you. We have three rooms available. How many are you looking for? Three. All right. <laughs> They'll all provide it. That's, of course, in the price. So Good. Take, take the gold. Um, how, I'll pay for it all. Out of curiosity, how many would be staying here and not have food? Um, there are uh, 20 people here at the inn right now. I've got a thing. What? Very well, sir. It's, uh, it's that just let me know when people are hungry and I've got a thing. Are you, what? Are you, are you looking for a job at the inn? Be honest? <laughs> no, no. Like, I know you said this you didn't like chopping chicken. people's heads off all the time, but that doesn't mean you got to change your career. Yeah, Leith can pay for the food. <laughs> it's fine. Beyonce actually kind of chuckles at that. <laughs> no, I said, I've got a new trick. All right, right, well, he just wants to show off sometimes, so, you know. Well, uh, oh, if you can solve our problems, sir, we'd greatly appreciate that. We're quite popular in most places for reasons like this. <laughs> I can <laughs> see why. Well, uh, let me get your plates for you, sir. I'll bring everything up to your rooms. We don't need a plate for the rabbit. All, all right. What are you talking about? Are we doing room service or are we dining in? I, do you do dine-in currently? Is that allowed where we are? Uh, there is room here too, oh. yes. It's not allowed anywhere. Yeah, there's ever. there's tables available. Yeah, I think. All right, we'll take, we'll take that table over there, the big one. All right, Gavin. And he sort of snaps at the boy uh, who comes around and he starts pushing some of the tables together so they can put out a spread of food there. It does fill up the room with the smell, uh, which some of the other patrons start looking around for their dinners at that point in time. Seamus is gonna wait until he gets about halfway through setting up the table and says, no, 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 I want this one over by the singer. This one over here. Your <laughs> <laughs> manager. And uh, Gavin, the, the boy here, he sort of, yes, sir, of course, sir. Right away, son, right away. <laughs> And he just starts uh, moving everything again. Leith will toss him another gold as a tip. And uh, he'll c catch it, not not particularly skillfully, and he'll say, thank you, thank you, sir, and tuck it away. See, this is much better. I knew this would be better. All right. Um, at that point in time, Katya would lead the other two up to the front of the, the pigeon here, the old brown pigeon, and you'd see Merrick out front, uh, as I said. And Jill, his eyes find yours immediately. And mm -hmm. he I, looks pretty stoic, but he... I want to I wanna kind of like like look at him and sort of nod in a way that he would, he would recognize as me, or maybe like I would wink. Um, and I guess I would get close to him and I would ask Callista if she would hand me back the poster. I do. And I would have asked, I would have asked on the way over specifically if you were going to tell Merrick 
more and than I, the rest. I think Jill would have, realizing that telling any kind of a lie right now is pretty dangerous. Callista would would tell, or uh, Jill would tell Callista that she is going to tell Merrick. So then, when when we, when we see Merrick standing outside, I'm going to take Katya and keep going in and leave. Okay. Jill with down. Merrick in the poster. Okay. He watches Callista and Katya go mm-hmm. in, and then looks back at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of like. I pull him like sort of over to the side of the building. So we're not standing right, right out front. Um, and I just kind of shake my head and I hand him the poster and I just kind of watch his face as he takes it in. And I want to sense motive Merrick. He takes it and unfolds it slowly. Go ahead and roll your sense motive. Roll to be how impassive he can keep his faith here. You know. See your poker face, baby. That's a it's 21. Face. He's got quite a good poker face. Shice. But not good enough. <gasps> <laughs> okay. What is Merrick feeling? First, you would see the surprise um, and concern. And his number, Harry, his eyes trace down to the numbers on, on the page. Uh, that concern seems deepened, but then also a moment of maybe being a little impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there he is. Okay. Wanted gal. And then intrigued, and he looks up at you. And And he says, when I see it. Increasingly on edge, the closer we've gotten. I suppose this, and he holds it up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I kind of like take it out of his hand and like fold it back up and put it in my satchel and I just sort of like shake my head and I'm like I should have told you I'm sorry I didn't I I was just hoping that it and he puts a hand like on your cheek kind of buried half in your hair here and he says the harpers come from our walks what matters if you are now Joe if there's Something you haven't paid for that you feel like you must someday, perhaps there'll be a better way. But for now, we'll keep you safe. And he just drops his hand. And I kind of nod. And like, part of Jill wants to kiss him, but at the end, like, after a few seconds, she just sort of hugs him and holds him hard. He just hugs you. And you'd feel him, like, drop a kiss on top of your head. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of threw a cracking voice because Jill's sort of starting to lose her composure. She just says, thank you. And is just still hugging him hard. You never have to thank me for that. And that's, that's all I got. All right. Before, so eventually question, they oh, Before they get yes. inside. Yeah. Yes. Is Callista going to warn us yeah. that Jill <laughs> is in disguise? <laughs> so that Leaf doesn't have to oh, try yeah, and Merrick kill Merrick know. for two I assume hours. You guys this is my him. sister, yeah, guys. I Merrick's just like hitting on this random tiefling chick now. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that, hey, maybe he's into I it. I just had a conversation with him. That's <laughs> true. Oh, so another thing I would have like, asked... Him. Another thing I would have asked Jill on the way back is what, what alias are we going to use for you? I don't know. What do you want? We just What's should not tief- call you Jill. What's a good tiefling name? Shakira. Jo- jo- what's, 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 one of, what's one of your friends that you grew up with? 
did not really have friends. Oh, um, shit. I forgot. Uh, Lou. <laughs> Mortimer. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> and you can be Thelma. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not. I did not really prepare for I did not know many tieflings growing up either, though. Um, you could just, just go with something like Eris. Uh, uh, Sure. Eris sounds great. It's good as anything I, else. To be honest, I do not even know if that is a male or female tiefling name, or if it is a tiefling name at all, but it will Listen, work. Listen, it doesn't matter. It's a coat of many colors. All right. Let's go in and get a drink. Well, the, the, this all would have happened while we were walking, so now you would have been talking, so now while Let's I was inside. Let's go find Merrick, <laughs> yeah. who am I will have an emotional who, conversation with. Who you with. will tell you are Jill before you have an emotional <laughs> conversation with, and then you will go inside. Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it straight. So, as I come in and sit down at the table um, with Katya, I'm going to just uh, kind of look at everyone else and say, so for this next leg of our journey, we have a new companion in our party. Her name is Eris, and she looks a lot like me. Um, our friend has has some, some trouble from her past here, has had a, had a run-in in this area, and so she's going to be traveling in disguise. Which friend? The friend who is not here. God damn it, Lee. Wait, what? Oh. Who is missing? I see. Uh, yeah, I'm just probably gonna put together who's not here. Um, <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and probably. just, Beyonce's gonna kind of like side-eye, but be like, all right, where is Eris? So she's just she using is... the second half of her name then. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Smooth. Oh, maybe okay. that wasn't the wisest choice. God damn it. <laughs> Crap. I like it. I like I was it. Trying to make it a little diff more different than that. Yeah. Put it together. Yeah, like, it's what done on me? We call her Eris. <laughs> <laughs> Shmoshmaris. Hilaris. Hilaris J. Art. Our heart. Our heart. To be fair, when I said it in my head, I was thinking like A E R I I S. It's fine. It works. happening. I like it. Anyway, so. Just so you all know, there will be two tieflings in our party. Probably until we get on the ship. We bought dinner. Baths and rooms. Wonderful. Yes, and um, now- Did we pay for that yet? Yeah, I paid for it all. Okay, cool. It's uh, out of guilt. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of, um, <clears throat> now that we're all here, uh, we've got some food, you know, there's some, some beef and some rabbit, so do tuck in and all that. And, uh, Have they brought the food out? Uh, yeah, they're bringing, they've brought all this food out. Um, they've also added some fish stew, like, cause you guys paid them so much. And there's like a bread bowl. Uh, and there's uh, also a bunch of drinks. Cause you guys asked for some drinks too. I'll take Jill the entire rabbit heavily. and just put it on the floor in front of Katya. Oh. Her ears perk up <laughs> and she digs in. Awesome. And I, uh, I kind of like start to go. And, uh, so as I was saying, um, well, we've been together for a long, long time, 
And, you know, it's maybe time that we have a little bit of a chat about, you know, what this all is, even. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I, we're going to have the What's talk. our mission statement? <laughs> what's our mission statement? Well, it's, children of destiny. What we're are we? It's, children of destiny. Yes, we have a name, to be sure. But um, <laughs> I think we have to have something of a, um, like a, a creed or a motto or a, general set of rules and I and Seamus looks very pointedly at Leith on, on rules <laughs> and uh, you see um, there have been some members of our group who have at times uh, acted a bit um, I don't want to say foolishly or, or uh, stupidly but um, at times it has been not good and I was just thinking that we should maybe go forward and say, hey, if we, will, we got an idea for something we want to try that might be you, I don't know, a little crazy, uh, maybe we should, you know, bring it up to the group, see what they think. Um, I, I suppose I could try that. <laughs> it's just we don't always have time to talk about decisions. Like... I hadn't jumped in front of that werewolf, he would have killed Callista and Eris back in the... What are we not supposed to say, exactly? I'm conf Well, maybe it's not that so much that you shouldn't just save somebody's life if that is necessary at that moment. I didn't but try to become a werewolf. But it's, it just sort of happened. Yes, yes that, was, that was a very brave deed. But if you're I'm, thinking, should I, I you know, I mean, that's I put, it. I put my hand on the back of like Seamus's chest and I just turned to him and I said, quit pecking on him. I, I'm just saying, maybe don't quit. steal things. I, just quit out of the picking blue. on him, Seamus. Is that quit so much to ask? It's not no, a strange request. No, that's, that's, that's fair. I probably shouldn't have taken that guy's purse. Merrick folds his arms and he's sitting next to Jill at the table here. He sort of just leans forward against the table and he says, what are you talking about then? Having some sort of party charter? Hey, now there's a good idea right there. I like the way you think. So what do you think, gang? Team He's charter? I agree with Merrick. Beyonce is thinking of a list like 40 I lines long. Like I'm not opposed to the idea. I just, I'd like to point out that no one taught me how to do the things that I can do. It just sort of happens. And I don't always know what's exactly going to happen. And so it's kind of hard to plan for, for some of that sometimes. Merrick just his head sort of, of learning experience. bobs back and forth a bit. And he looks at Seamus and he says, he is part fae. We, got, we all got a little bit of a dark streak, friend. And uh, sadly, at a certain point, you got to be accountable. There have been many times when the things that Leith has done has... Uh, He's gotten us out of a difficult spot. Yeah. There's yes, also Leith. been some other times that we don't like to talk about. Leith, I, I know, for most I, know I was... I think we all have those moments. I put my hand on Leith's shoulder in support. <laughs> Leith, so you're a staunch ally. I mean that sincerely. I don't want you to take this all super personally. I mean, I'm, I'm flattered that you guys like to keep me around, and, and I'm, I'm totally on board with, with signing up for whatever rules. I just, 
I haven't ever really had friends like this before. And oh, I'm sorry. I, I have not either, Leith. It's all right, Leith. I got stuff for everybody. Beyonce, you need to stop cleaning your armor in the common area. <laughs> We're voting on this, right? Like, uh, voting on these rules? This is I thought we were voting on you not cleaning your armor. I look a over a bit like Festivus for... He's, a, he's, <laughs> he's like... I got a lot of grievances. As he says this, Beyonce is like cleaning a little smudge on his armor. <laughs> I think we need to get Beyonce one of those like if sets of armors that do not ever get dirty. Don't they make something like that? I mean, I could just Does do that. that Leith will snap his fingers and press the digitation Beyonce's <laughs> armor so that it's very, See, that very dirty. that is even faster. Good, do that. I mean, I, I can do that whenever you'd like. Just ask. I think uh, party charge. I think you might regret that decision. Transparency seems to be the name of the game here. And I think we should all make our wants and needs known at the very beginning of the journey and not now. Yes, and if there's anything that is like a thing that you're keeping from the group uh, that may cause problems for us later, perhaps, you know, don't do that either. Beyonce, like, kind of looks at I look Eris. at Seamus hard. I... Fuck. <clears throat> Leith is going to totally misinterpret Seamus' comment and lean forward. <laughs> Back when we were in the woods, a couple fairies came looking for me. And I accidentally caused oh, one to blow themselves up. <laughs> we know. I didn't mean it. It we was know. an accident. It I wasn't, wasn't trying to kill them. I was there. was an accident. Okay, as they're as they're talking, and as Leith is furiously defending himself from his own guilt, uh, Jalaris says in Elven to Seamus, "I'll talk to you later. This is not important for them to know." And I kind of like because of the Elven language is the way that it is. I sort of say it in a way that it, in like puts puts forth the emotions in the sentence that Jill is afraid and that this is important and that Seamus really, really should keep his mouth shut about this. Uh, Seamus gives Disneyville. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Again, misinterpreting the situation, <laughs> Leith is going to take the knuckle bone of Fickle Fortune out of his bag and put it on the table. Calista's going to put her hand Beyond on his and it. like. The, um... Someone else can hold on to this. The knucklebone of Fickle Fortune barely touches the table before uh, it is picked up in Beyonce's hand. And Beyonce, it, even though Leith just pulled it out of his pack, it feels warm, like somebody's been holding it almost. Um, even though he, he just grabbed it and you would expect uh, otherwise, because it, it's made of bone, uh, that it would be cold. So that kind of surprises you. He was warm there's a, there's like a moment where he realizes this, but then he like puts it away and like on his belt where he can like feel it. Okay. Kind of surreptitiously, Jill would also, um, it, what, seeing Leith give Beyonce this very, very important thing. Jill takes the seed off of her shoulder where it's in her little papoose. <laughs> it's in a papoose. And, uh, Are and we, hands, like... it, hands, hands it to Callista. 
Are we in the, are, we're in our room. You guys are right? no, because you decided we're you wanted to be in the common room. We're in so the you guys are in the middle of the common room, passing around important artifacts to each other. Yeah, <laughs> up. They're fine. <laughs> oh. I hand it to Callista, and I, I don't really, like, I assume she'll know that this is kind of her responsibility for a little bit. She quickly stuffs it in her bag. Mm-hmm. And then also kind of looks around to make sure that no one noticed the tiefling speaking elvish. Which is perhaps yeah. slightly odd. <laughs> Let's make a sense, of, just make odd. a sense motive check, please. Just her or all of us? Oh, just, just you. Threw a die. 22. Um, the only person who seems to be really paying much attention to what's happening at the table is Gavin, who has been like running back and forth to like oh. fill up your dishes or such things. Um, so he seems to have caught that, but that's just because he was like coming nearby to take some plates. And he probably Real doesn't quick. seem to think anything weird he, about he it. He doesn't seem yeah. to react to it. How old does Gavin look? Uh, he looks like he might be like 17, 18. Okay, cool. I be sure to tip generously. Okay. Um, He's got like curly red hair. <laughs> Hello there. This is Carrie Schultons once again, welcoming you back from that wonderful episode of Dice Tales Live. Before we let you go, we just want to thank once again our wonderful sponsors and friends of the show, Gaming Paper and Character Case, as well as our lovely friends of the show, Sirenscape and Hero Forge. You guys are absolutely amazing. If you like what you just heard, be sure once again to follow us on all the social medias. We are Dice Tales Live on all of them, and we thank you so much in advance for your support. And of course, we hope that you rejoin us for episode 61, The Serpent's Bounty, part two. Thank you all so much for listening.